Hello, dear friends. I'm Monty Church, and welcome to the famous Smith Rocks, located on the western edge of Oregon's high desert country. These dramatic rock formations were a welcome sight for those pioneer wagon trains coming west. After having struggled through the hardships of desert heat and lack of water as they made their way across a desolate and obscure East Oregon terrain. Traveling from Idaho to here, many found this barren desert and easy country to become hopelessly lost in. History records that almost a third of those who migrated west to homestead died along the way. I would like to use this event of Oregon's history to introduce our study today. You see, we too are on a pilgrimage only to our heavenly home. In our human weakness, every professed Christian faces hardship and struggles along the way. I'm referring to those destructive habits and addictions and temptations that discourage us and make us feel hopelessly lost in our desire to live for Christ. But friends, it's a joy for me today to share with you God's plan of how we can have success in gaining victory over these hardships. To illustrate this important subject, I would like to use the actual story of the Tethro family, who in the early 1840s were one of the first settlers to attempt crossing this unforgiving terrain. Rather than going northwest on the proven trail to reach the Columbia River, crossing over the rugged Blue Mountains from the Boise area over to what we know today as the Walla Walla Valley, they instead chose to follow the ill advice of an ignorant, blowhard guide by the name of Andrew Meeks. He talked them into hiring him as their guide and told them that he could take them straight west over this flat, perilous desert country. He said that that way would be easier, traveling to connect with the Western Columbia watercourse. This was a choice that the Tethro family lived to regret. For several weeks, the Thornbro family was led by Meek over the high desert country. They became lost. They became short on water and food, and before long, several of them became weak and fell sick. It was then that a kind native man showed up, and after much discussion amongst them, he made an offer to lead them the right way. The blowhard Meek became angry and gave the Thornbow family an ultimatum. Choose to be under my domain or that Indian's domain. The choice was made. And amazingly, in a very short time, the family led by this kind native man made it safely to the Columbia River waterway. The theme of this story and the lessons we can derive from it, which I would like you to see, is the incredible importance of choosing what guide you have selected to control your life's journey. In other words, to whom have you given dominion over your life? This is the key or the secret 
as to whether you and I will ever have success in our lives in gaining victory and freedom over the sin, the Bible says, that so easily attacks us. It's all in who you choose to allow to lead you and to help you with your problems, bad habits, attitudes, and addictions, those things that prevent us from being conquerors. You see, because of the weakness sin has brought to us, it is easy to be lured and persuaded by evil powers to give in to destructive habits that promise an easier and more fun way to live. But then Satan claims his dominion over us when we allow these things to harass and control us. Our Creator intends for us to grow spiritually so we may know true happiness and fulfillment in this life as well as in the next. In our heavenly home, those who are there will be choosing to do what's right because it is safe and right, not because we're afraid of hellfire or want the rewards one may think they get for good behavior. They have learned that in every way that God leads us, it always results in our utmost safety, joy, and happiness. On the other hand, Satan's ways only lead us to a bitter, dead end. Friends, there's one thing we can all be certain of, and that is, no matter what our life has been like in the past, Jesus has worked things out that we can live victoriously today and to save us when He comes again. All God wishes is for us not only to accept the plan of salvation He's provided, but also to accept His help in preparing to live with Him forever. In our heavenly home, people there will never want anything to do with bad habits and addictions that would waste away our lives again. People who long only to live victoriously and free of sin are people that God sees as safe to save in order to keep eternity secure. The Book of Heaven puts it this way, Behold, I make all things new. Then he said, Write this down, because these words are faithful and true. So, what is God's plan as to how we're to confront the problems of life and gain victory over them? How does He help us gain victory over those addictive habits that prevent us from living free and in peace as God's heaven-bound children? Friends, the teaching that Jesus would have us understand has radically changed the lives of millions of people, and it can change yours for the better too. The key is in learning to stop trying to fight sin in our own strength by trying to make the changes in our lives that only God can make. We must learn to do that which only you and I can do, which God cannot do for us. Sounds like kind of a riddle, doesn't it? So, what is it that only I can do that God can't do for me? It's to use my freedom of choice to let God have dominion over my life, which, by my choice, allows Him to give me true victory and true freedom over my problems and mistakes. You see, we don't have to change in order to come to Jesus. We come to Jesus in order to be changed. Then, by allowing the Holy Spirit to have consistent dominion in our lives, those addictions that discourage us and hold us back and that we don't have strength to overcome, God promises will be handled by Him. He promises in the Book of Heaven, Be confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day Christ returns.
The answer is choosing what domain or power you and I wish to be led by and live under daily and hourly and minute by minute. In other words, who will you allow to guide your life? Before Jesus left this earth and ascended to heaven, he promised he would help us live victoriously by the power of the Holy Spirit. He said, Then I will ask the Father to send you the Holy Spirit, who will help you and always be with you. The guidance of the Holy Spirit stands by you and is ready to fight your battles for you. We must have the supernatural powers of the Creator to battle the supernatural powers of evil for us. But this is what God can do for you that you can't do for yourself. He says, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And this is the good news. He's right there, right next to you, ready to step in and help you. He promises us, I will never let you down. I will never give you up or leave you or forsake you when you confidently say, The Lord is my helper. When I first became a Christian, I thought that in order to live a victorious life, I needed to engage in fighting sin and the devil. As a result, I found myself going through an up-and-down yo-yo type experience. I had failures and a few victories here and there over my undesirable habits, but mostly I experienced letdowns. This made me wonder if I would ever experience the successful spiritual life God intends for me. Even as a professed Christian, I felt at times still confused and lost. It was then I discovered the wonderful truth that there's a big difference between the fight of sin or fighting against sin and the fight of faith. The Book of Heaven states it this way, For it is God who works in you, creating both the will and the ability to do what He wants you to do. Our part is to simply open the doors of our life and let God work within our heart and in our minds. He knows what is best and cares the most for us. Now when it comes to strong addictions and habits, how do we open ourselves to where God can work in us and for us? The answer is through prayer, having a truthful, intimate, humble, and complete openness of heart in allowing God to work. The stronger the problem, the more I learned I must completely and consistently let Jesus have dominion over me. But then how do we remember to keep our minds and hearts under God's dominion when we're dealing with persistent temptations? It not only comes by consistent prayer, but taking time to study or learn more about Jesus and His plans for us. The more we understand His great love for us, in His will for us, the more it opens our hearts and minds in allowing Jesus to change us into His likeness. It's a law that we become more and more like the one we worship and admire. This principle is revealed in the Book of Heaven, where the Spirit of the Lord is. Transformation takes place. So you see, prayer and the study of God's Word keeps us close to Jesus, which opens our minds and our hearts. It allows the Holy Spirit to fight our battles for us. This is the miracle working power of being a child of God. Friends, this is all realized when we choose to make this a consistent practice in all that we do.
I think of the native guide who led the lost settler group so quickly to safety in just a short time after four weeks of being lost. What would have happened if during those few hours of his leading they decided to go it on their own? It was only because they chose to stay with him that they were successful. My friends, it's all in our choosing consistently to stay close to Jesus that the miracle of God's power is unleashed and Satan's supernatural hold on us is broken and defeated. Please meet my friend Leon. His story perfectly illustrates what we're saying here today. Hello, I'm Leon. I'm from the Hilla River Pima tribe, which is down in Arizona, and I'd like to talk to you for a moment about how I changed my life with the help of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, I wasn't always a Christian. Uh, much of my life I was a gangbanger, drug addict, prisoner, um, runaway, etc. And, um, you know, I found myself sitting in prison again for drugs and um, I kind of had a moment in my life where I decided to use that time to really get into studying the Bible. I studied other stuff too, but you know, mostly the Bible. And um, at first I took sort of an academic critique um, angle at it, like I kind of wanted to prove it wrong. And um, as I started reading it and studying it and looking up, you know, um, historical references, I just became changed. I, the Lord changed my life. If it wasn't for Jesus, I'd probably be shooting dope behind a dumpster right now, but um, just blessing after blessing when I started really allowing him into my life and allowing him to, you know, love me. And um, he loves me so much I can't even, <sighs> I'm speechless when I think about his love for me how much he's blessed me, how much he's taken care of me. Even things in my past that before I was a Christian, I thought nothing of God, but looking back on it after getting to know him, I could totally see his hand in my life um, every step of the way. Much of my life, I thought that I was a loner and I always felt alone. Nobody wanted me around because people don't like drug addicts or thieves, you know? And um, as I learned to allow God into my life, I learned that I was never alone. He was always there with me. He don't force himself on you, but if you allow yourself, if you open your heart, open your mind, take actions as well, like, you gotta read the Bible, you gotta study it, you gotta read other literature, you gotta ask older people who have been where you are um, and made it out, ask for their advice, ask for their counsel. You know, it took me a couple years, I didn't just snap into it, it didn't just happen, but after a while I found myself leading prayer groups and having Bible studies with other guys and trying to, you know, I'd see other people that are in the same place that I used to be 
And I'd say, man, there's a way out, you know? Like, you don't have to live like that. All you have to do is, you know, pray, talk to God. He's there. You know, you might as well um, let him in, you know, and just say, you know what? I'm having trouble with this. I'm having trouble with that. You know, I need you. Because obviously I can't do it, right? 17 years in prison, 20-something years using drugs. Um, just, you know, not very proud of who I used to be, but I'm definitely proud of who I am today. And who I am today is, um, I'm a good man. You know, I've done a lot of things that I'm not proud of in my past. I'm at peace with it. Um, and I'm just really excited to have this opportunity to share with you. And I hope you take the chance, you know what I mean? Um, for me, when I actually made that decision, and I was slowly becoming convinced, like, whoa, this is real. This isn't just a bunch of, like, brainwashed people, you know? Um, just things just started clicking, you know? Things just started happening. Um, old hurts that I used to hold on to um, didn't hurt anymore. I was able to come to terms with things that happened to me or that I did to others and um, you know try to try to see myself as God sees me I used to run the streets man I used to you know rob people steal from people um, I used to use women and um, use men too you know like what can I get off of you anything and uh, I was a hustler I was a street guy and I'm not like that anymore you know I'm 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 helpful to others now it's awesome I can't believe how much my life has changed I hope you take the chance to allow that transforming love that God has for you to um, let it change you man whatever whatever you're holding on to whatever um, torments you whatever you can't stop thinking about Give it to God, you know, just say, God, I need help with this. And read your Bible, start in Proverbs, there's 31 of them, you can read one every day, changes your life really, if you do what it says. Leon's story is right at the heart of everything that Jesus tried to teach us when he walked on the earth. He called this abiding in him as the only way you can become a victorious Christian and prepare for heaven. Jesus said, Abide in me, and me in you, for without me you can do nothing. Like we've seen in Leon's experience, this abiding in Christ came through two things he did and continues to do, Bible study and prayer. When Jesus chose to take on the weakened form of humanity, the Book of Heaven tells us, that he spent regular time alone with his Heavenly Father in prayer and study of the scriptural scrolls. It was by doing this that he received his Father's help and was able to live a sinless life. Here, Jesus provided us with the greatest example on how to achieve a victorious life. If these consistent practices of Jesus were a must for him when he walked the earth, how much more should it be for us? When we keep our hearts open through prayer and study, the supernatural protective powers of God 
are able to step in and lead in their lives. The Book of Heaven puts it this way, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in Him, and He helps me. I want this kind of help in my life, don't you? And it'll all come when we follow the advice and the wisdom found right here in the Book of Heaven. In confronting temptations and struggles, we must be in total surrender to God's leading. That's why He counsels us to pray without ceasing. What does this mean? It means to be in an attitude of prayer and thanksgiving throughout the whole day. We are then open to the Holy Spirit, who will bestow upon us His supernatural strength to be overcomers of all the bad habits and addictions that we confront. Once you choose to consistently stay close to Jesus through prayer, your life will never be the same. You will become a different person. You will know joy, fulfillment, and victory over problems and addictions beyond your fondest dreams. A consistent prayer life is what keeps us safe under God's domain. I hold on to this inspired statement of promise. Nothing can be more helpless and yet more invincible than the soul that feels its nothingness and relies wholly upon the merits of a crucified and risen Savior. God would send every angel in heaven to the aid of the one who places his whole dependence upon Christ rather than allow him to be overcome. If we accept Christ as our guide, he will lead us safely along the narrow way. But with Christ as our guide, we shall not fail of reaching heaven. A successful Christian is one who keeps his heart open to God in everything they do. You can be praying for help when you're driving down the road, or even talking with someone. You can be in an attitude of openness to God's leading in any situation, because He's just a prayer away. The other way in which we keep our minds and our hearts under the dominion of God is to regularly take time to study the Book of Heaven and learn about God's plans for our lives. You see, everything God wishes for us is only for our safety and happiness. When we are truly willing to surrender our lives to God, a miracle happens. We start becoming like Jesus in thought and action. This is not some brainwashing thing that happens. It's an actual supernatural change of heart and mind that allows the Holy Spirit to perform in us. You will become a different person, which others as well as yourself can't totally explain. And as you saw, this is exactly what happened to Leon when he turned his life over to God through prayer and study. And that's the way God can do things for us too that we can't do for ourselves. Because, you see, we wrestle against supernatural powers in dark places. That is why the Book of Heaven counsels us to submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. This reminds me of one of my favorite wildlife video clips of a baby bear who was stalked by a hungry cougar. Just like that little bear cub, we need to stay close to God. We need to realize that these powers are much greater than we could ever handle and allow the supernatural, almighty power of God to fight our battles for us. The clear answer of what we can do is found in the original language written in the Book of Heaven. 
Stand your ground. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. We must realize that it's only by God's superior power that these destructive habits and addictions can be whipped. We must remember, as the Book of Heaven says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against Satan and his supernatural forces, the dark lords of this world. Our strengths are only weaknesses and in no way able to win against the devil. Stand your ground in the only way you can, by putting your trust in God's power to deflect away Satan's flaming arrows of evil. And he will intervene against evil for you, as millions of redeemed people today will tell you. The Book of Heaven reminds us to pray as if our lives depend on it, because it does. And pray for the power of the Spirit in every encounter, because your life depends on it. The Book of Heaven also tells us how to receive the protective power of God. Take for yourself the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand against the evil. God's armor of protection includes being shielded by our faith and trust in God. The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God in the Book of Heaven. Through studying about God and Jesus in the Bible, we find salvation as we learn, understand, and accept His counsel and help. Friends, all God asks is that you give Him a chance to guide you under His protective powers. As committed followers of Jesus, the Bible says we must put our lives in His hands. He is in charge now. Jesus says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. So you see, all we can do is receive the victories that can only be fought and won by God Himself on our behalf. The reality of life in principle is this. Because we live in a sinful world, we are weak. And knowing this, Satan will continue his attacks on us until Jesus comes again. But then, God will destroy sin and the devil forever, and will change our feeble mortal bodies into perfect immortal bodies to live eternally with Jesus. This is why today, by our power of choice, we need to keep ourselves constantly committed to allowing God's leadership in our lives through prayer and study. This business of holding on to Jesus is so vital, no matter how strong the temptations may be. This is the secret, because you see, sooner or later one of them has to go, either Jesus or your sins. It's impossible for both to exist together in your heart. The Book of Heaven tells us that we may slip back and fall at times, but if we continue praying and asking for His help and His mercy, he will pick us back up again and hold us firm in His hands. Jesus is so willing to forgive us and to raise us up into greater heights. He invites you to come boldly to His throne of grace for forgiveness and to keep moving on. To growing Christians, the Book of Heaven puts it this way, But my little children, I write these things to you so that if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father. Jesus, the Righteous One, that you may be forgiven and continue to grow. By studying God's Word and taking everything to God in prayer, we will learn to hold on to His mighty strength. 
This is a growing in faith process. Now what is the goal that God would have us strive for? Let me explain it this way. I'm going to use a little chart that I made up saying that this is us at number one. This is us at number 10, close to the Lord, letting Him lead in everything we do. So many times we don't do this and we wobble back and forth. What the Lord would have us to do is to stay close to Him all the time that we can have complete victory in everything we do. When we acknowledge our weakness and with a humble spirit turn all our problems over to Him to take care of, He then has something in our characters to work with. God sees that we have a teachable attitude, if you please. This will allow Him to continue developing within us the holy and righteous character necessary to live in peace and harmony with Him and all our brothers and sisters throughout eternity. As I walk through this desolate wasteland, I am so happy that I don't have to feel lost. I have a map, the Bible, and the privilege of constant prayer to keep me under the dominion of Jesus the greatest guide ever. Each one of us are God's children, my friends. And He's watching and waiting day by day, hour by hour, to see if you and I will allow Him to give us victory over these life's discouraging problems, thus safely guiding us to that promised land. And so, dear friends, remember, until next time, let only the Good Spirit guide you.